Good evening. You are listening to the Fumble Rooski podcast by Power 88 and Fans Only Sports Network. I'm Adam Wright with Justin Tucker. So we are officially right back on schedule. I was on vacation. CJ was on vacation. He actually still is. So he'll be back next episode. But uh, we have myself and Tuck here with you tonight. And this is one of my personal favorite episodes and it's something that I was really looking forward to and we're just going to be talking about all wide receivers going into the 2022 NFL season we're going to be going over the most underrated towards the end of the episode but we're going to start with ranking our top five wide receivers going into the 2022 NFL season I'm really excited I don't know about you Tuck but you ready for this he is all ever be uh awesome Man, how about you start us off, kick us off with our top five wide receivers heading into 2022. Alrighty, so my number five guy is Debo Samuels, wide receiver from the San Francisco 49ers. Now, I know he's a little bit unhappy in this situation, but I believe at this point in time, I don't think they want to move him. So I think he's just stuck where he is. If he's stuck where he is and he has to play that position, I believe from a wide receiver standpoint, he's still a perfect fit for that team outside of what he can do in the run game. He still can give you 1400 yards of 1400 yards and just receiving and still, I believe eight touchdowns. No, no, no six. And so when I think about what Debo Samuels can do just in the passing game, I think he's more than capable of being a top five player. I mean, top five wide receiver, not just a wide receiver. I think, going forward, I think he'll continue to improve on his production in that San Francisco 49ers offense. I like, I like that pick. I like him. He's, he's a very talented wide receiver who uh, even before this season was putting up solid numbers. The problem Mm -hmm. with me with putting him in my top five and he's not in there, spoiler alert uh, is just because this was his only, this is his first season where he really jumped out and he did it being a hybrid, which is great. He practically created a new position. But the problem is that he doesn't really, number one, he doesn't want to be used that way anymore. So when he goes into these future seasons playing that way, he may not be as, as uh, invested. And eventually, whatever team he's on is going to start listening to him and using him what, how he wants to be used. And at that point, he was borderline wide receiver two material. Um, but I still really like the player. What's that? He's still, he's still a 1,400 yard receiver. Let's just say he's still being not. Let's just say they forget the running thing. He still put up over 1,400 yards as a receiver. So it's not like he's being he's putting up pedestrian numbers as a receiver. He's still yeah, putting up numbers. It's just he had he could do extra with it. So yeah. even if you want to take that away, I still think he could put up 1,200 yards consistently. Yeah, just a lot of it was a lot of it was yards after catch, and. A lot, of, a lot of 20-yard darts over the middle, which is really good. I'm not trying to trash on the player. I'm just explaining why he wouldn't make my best of the best wide receivers going into next year. That's all. Is that is that his fault, or is that just how he's schematically used? I don't. I can't hold it against him if that's all he's asked to do. I, couldn't, not- I wouldn't hold it against DK if all he's asked to do is, is do five, uh, do flies, 10-yard ends, and slants. I can't hold it against him and the occasional post. I'm not holding it against him, but like the way he's used is how he's is how he's best used. And he doesn't want to be used that way. 
So, like, if you want to be consistently considered one of the best wide receivers in the game, you got to be used the way the way that works best for you. I, that might be a lot more work for you, but I mean, anything worth doing is a lot of work. Um, I think he's just supposed to be considered just a receiver right now. I I don't blame him for feeling that way. I agree. I I hope he can play. I I hope he can still play at that level with as just a wide receiver, and we'll see. But do you think a lot of it had to do with the fact – so he got 1,400 yards, but they also had to respect the fact that he was that he could also run the ball. So it kept defenses guessing. Fair, but still, I don't hold it against him for being a wide-open receiver and getting the yards he was getting regardless well, he, of the system. He is getting wide open, which is good for him. Just, it's good for him. He, he's a good receiver. I'm not. I'm not trashing on him. He, if he were to be, if we were to do our top tens like we did last off season, he'd probably make my top my six or seven. But I can't. I can't. We're doing five, so I just can't do that. And that being said, my number five is Tyreek Hill. And the reason I have Tyreek Hill. So last year I had Tyreek Hill, and I was very, very, very. Uh, I was very hesitant on putting him in my top five. Because he just changed teams, and he's go and let's face it, it's a big downgrade from Patrick Mahomes to Tua Tagovailoa. He's probably and he's probably still going to put up solid numbers, and I and Tua could could wind up being able to play, but it's just it probably won't be at the level that he was. I believe I had him at one or two, or I think I had Devonte Adams number one, and then I had my I had Tyree Kill one, uh, two or three. I'll have to go back and look at that episode again, but. Mm-hmm. I, but regardless, I can't put him in my top three. He's uh, he may still put up good numbers, but uh, in uh, another thing to add on to that is yes, when during his Kansas City days, he did have he did have Travis Kelsey as competition for targets, but he was at least a tight end, so it was a different it was a different position. Mm-hmm. Now he has not only Mike Jasicki, which is to, it, it's something, but the real problem is Jalen Waddle. They they have the same exact play style, and they're both wide receiver. They're both what? You make you make Mike Gesicki sound like a scrub. You're like he's, he's not a scrub. He's something. something. He's something. He's not a top five. He's not a top five tight end. I don't think I'm, he made any of our top that, five. You make him sound like he he can't play or anything. He's no Kyle Pitts. Oh God, you're right. He isn't. But still. <sighs> Um, but, um, let, so let's get back to Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. I love, I really like Tyreek Hill. I think he's going to have a, still have a big year, but it's not going to be top three caliber. Like, like we have in, in years past. That's all. Um, but would you, would you care to give me your I top, agree. your number four? My number four, my number four, as much as I hate doing this, I can't ignore the season he had Jamar Chase. I can't stand his guts, but I can't stand his guts because he's so good. He is so talented, immensely talented, especially when he has the ball in his hands. Because once he has the ball in his hands, watch out because he can go from zero to 60 just like that. And as soon as you know it, he'll score a touchdown. I remember first seeing it when he scored that 88-yard touchdown against the Ravens, and he had 201 yards on us that game. Uh, that one was a sore subject to think about, but he had w- one amazing season. Uh, 
props off to him. He had, I believe, 13 touchdowns and over 13, I want to say 1,500 yards. I think it, it was around that area. Yeah, 14 to 1,500 yards. 1,455 and 13 touchdowns. So still statistically amazing. I think the best rookie season of all time, considering yards and touchdowns. Well, not touchdowns. Randy Moss had 16. But still a phenomenal rookie season for the ages and helped lead his team to the Super Bowl. So I believe he'll be able to build on that with the, and I can't believe I'm saying this, Joe Shiesty, and be able to carry that team to the playoffs. But that's as further as they're going because they ain't getting past the Ravens. I ain't going for none of that. My team's actually healthy this year. So hopefully we can, hopefully he can stay healthy and continue his amazing career thus far. Joey Burrow, my boy, and Jamar Chase as well. Those two were unbelievable. And it, I got to say, it's funny to watch you just seem in pain talking like like positively about your division rivals as a Ravens fan. You do it with the Cleveland Browns, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Cincinnati Bengals, especially in the past calendar year since they've, they've had a pretty good year had, so far. I, I had no problems with them until this year when they started to whoop on us and start tra- talking trash about it. Like we're injured. Like you're beating up an IR team. Like, yeah, the funniest part about that one game that they just completely destroyed. They that it was not it. I, so they beat them twice. They beat the, the Ravens twice in that season. The second time, the second time it was really kind of just paper numbers, if that makes any sense. Like they they were trashing on a secondary, which was all backups at that point, and we were losing so, backups. Yeah, exactly. So it, it was, but. Um, I want to get back on track. My number four is also Jamar Chase. The only thing I have to add to what you said, because I, I agree with just about everything, is the only reason, the only thing that's holding him back from being in the top th- two or three is number one experience, which is you can't hold against him. Number two, he only had seven, what, 79 receptions. So he was very reliant on the big chunk yardage plays. And I'd like to see him be able to do everything, do all the intermediate routes and the deep routes and yards after catch. I want him to be able to do everything to be able to be that number one best wide receiver ever. That's something that Justin Jefferson had to figure out from year one into year two, and he did it. And now he's going to be he's he's going to be pretty high on my rankings. Um, so Jamar Chase, he's gonna he's bound to get up there in the rankings, but at, for now he is number four. Yeah. I think he'll take another step. Hopefully he'll have that sophomore slump against us, but everybody else he does well against. But congratulations to Jamar Chase. He deserved it. Uh, my number three, controversially, I it's Justin Jefferson. Ooh, that's an interesting one. Yeah, it's kind of hard to put him number three because – because when you actually look down the list, he actually put up phenomenal stats. It's just the team around him didn't do so well. So I think that's the only thing I can hold against him. But he had over 1,600 yards and 10 touchdowns, which is still phenomenal. It's just it didn't show up in the win column as much as you would like it to. So I believe Justin Jefferson is, without a shadow of a doubt, the best wide receiver in Minnesota right now. I think he might be the best. Re- actually, he is the best receiver in the NFC North. And he is the second best receiver in the NFC, uh, yeah, Justin Jefferson's phenomenal. Came off a phenomenal rookie season and added on to that and went from 1,402 yards to 1,600 yards. 
So congratulations to Justin Jefferson. And I hopefully they can make the playoffs because they need to at this point. They can't keep wasting away years of Justin Jefferson. All right. Um, that's respectable. Um, and I have I have Justin Jefferson somewhere up here as well. But I'm going to go to my number three, who is, and don't kill me for this one, because he had a badass year. You bet. Cooper, Cooper Cup. And the reason I have Cooper Cup number three and not at number one, because he did have a number one caliber year, is that this was like his first year where he really came out as that guy, that number one receiver in all of football. And it, he had an incredible year. Just the only the only reason, and I might have him if he if he replicates a year like that, and he did. It was in the same year where he upgraded at quarterback. If he replicates this kind of season next year, I'll have him number one. But for now, he's still he's still number three. I still don't have. I still have the two guys ahead of him. Ahead of him, just because they're they're more consistent. They're still young, and they're also going to be. Um, they're, and they're still there's they're, they're going to have good years. So Cooper Cup, great year, dude. You're still number three, but only because it was your first year really coming out like that. But I really liked Cooper Cup this year, and I'm going to continue to like him. I can't add this. I can't. I no no. Cooper Cup, number three. The Super Bowl MVP is your number three. Yeah, it's going into next year. If we're looking at what happened last year, he's number one. But he's still. But this was his only year. He was still very good in those years. So last year he was. It was. So last year, let's look at. Let's look at last year. Nine hundred seventy-four yards, pretty good. Twenty nineteen, eleven hundred yards, pretty good. Twenty eighteen, five hundred sixty-six. But yeah, sat out half the year. Eight hundred sixty-nine his rookie year. So he's been he's been really good. Just I've never had him as the be, as I I barely even had him top 10. So for him to g- jump up from there to number 3 overall, that's pretty good. And going into and especially going into next season. So he needs to prove that this past year wasn't a fluke and he, he's just not going to disappear forever. And also, I don't want him getting hurt from the workload he's getting. If he gets hurt, the best ability is availability. It sucks if you get hurt and I hate to see that happen, but when you're used this much, then this happens all the time with running backs. Workhorse running backs always get hurt after that one big year that they have. Fantasy fantasy guys love them because they look at it, and, and then they become the number one. Cool. I had him on fantasy. I had yeah. Cooper Cup on fantasy. I, yeah. Yeah, I think you beat, him, beat me a couple times because of him. But, <laughs> and that's certainly not the reason why I have him number three. But you look at those running backs, and they're the number one overall pick after that big year. Then they get hurt a few weeks in. I hope that doesn't happen with Cooper Cup, and I think he's going to have a great year this year. But he needs to prove, like he's, I said, he needs to prove that it's not a fluke. These other guys ahead of him are they? I I pretty much know that they they are not flukes at this point. Um, All right, you said you told me Justin yeah. Jefferson is ahead of him on this list. How can you tell me that Justin Jefferson is ahead of Cooper Cup based on the year that? he's had and he's only had two years i'll tell you once i'll tell you once i get to him cooper cup has been available for multiple years i think outside of 20 2018 he was injured so he couldn't perform 2019 1100 yards 2020 he had 974 but Jared goff got injured and hurt his finger 
so he couldn't perform. And they had a backup to perform, and it wasn't no. And then the year, this upcoming year, he puts up the numbers he does, and you don't think he's either top two? I can't put, as much as I value Justin Jefferson going forward, I can't put him over Cooper Cup. I just can't. Yeah, because I, I just can't, but I just can't put him, like, it's it's only been one year. And I'm not see. doubting that he can't do it next year, but he has to prove it first. And, like, he's, and, like, he's had Jared, Jared Goff, he had dirt while Jared Goff was having his best years and they were putting, he would, he was putting up solid numbers. I just can't, I just can't put him that. I can't, I can't put him at number one or two. If he's only had one good year, Ex- excuse me, one great year. This was a record breaking year for him. And it was incredible. Yeah. I, I don't see anybody else putting up the numbers he did yet. You don't say anybody's ready until they actually do it. I can't hold that against him just because he put up the numbers and you didn't think it was possible. I, again, he put up the numbers. He continued to put up the numbers in the postseason, and he did it on the biggest stage and helped clutch the win for his team. He did. As much as I hope. There's, still, as there's as, still a chance that that was a one-hit wonder. It's not like he worked with a scrub at quarterback. I mean – as much as people trash on Jared Goff now, he's he's still a pretty solid quarterback. He's 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 saw he's good enough. And with Cooper Cup, he was still putting up very good numbers. And those numbers went up and they're bound to still go up. But are they are we really going to expect that he replicates a season like this? I hope so. I wouldn't say replicate a season like this, but I could see him putting up seventeen hundred yards. I could see that based upon the type of quarterback he has, the amount of trust he has with his quarterback and the scheme that he's in. Yes, I could see that. He might play at that pace, but there's a couple of obstacles that would be in the way. Number one, um, a lot of teams are going to start game planning for him and focusing on him, and he's going to get double teamed. Number two, when you get that kind of workload, there's there's a bigger chance that you're going to eventually get hurt. So he might end up on that pace but I'm not sure if he can actually continue it. So, and on top of that, he's yet to prove that he's that, that he can be that, that type of player consistently because he hasn't done that over his career. He's been good over his career, but he hasn't been like this over his career. It's the same thing with Debo Samuel. He had this one breakout year. Great. Show me that you can do that again. I'm not going to hold it against him just because he had a one game changing year in that, you want him to consistently put up record-breaking years. I can't hold that against him. Well, maybe not record-breaking, but if he can get like 15, 1600, then that's then I'll put him number 1. But I just I can't he hasn't even he's he hasn't gone higher than 1100 in the other years that he's played and he's been in the league since 2017. Okay. 2018 was injured, 2019 1100 yards and 10 touchdowns. 2020 Injured. Well, not injured. He just lost a chunk of time due to his quarterback getting injured. And then 2021 this season. It's not like he hasn't been producing. That's yeah. my only criteria. And that's my only thing. It's not like he hasn't been producing as a wide receiver in one. How many games was how many games were they into the season when Jared Goff uh hurt his finger? I want to say 14, 15. 14, 15. So 15 out of 16 games. And he put, so 
out of fi- 15 out of 16 games, he and he he started 14 games out of the out of the 2019 season. He got mm-hmm. 1,100 yards. That's a healthy Jared Goff. And then no, in 2020, no, in 2019, 2019, yeah, Jared Goff well, was healthy in 2019. In 2019, he got 1,100 yards. There you go. And then in 2020, out it, so he played. So Cooper Cup started 12 games, and he played total in 15 games. So 15 out of the 16 games, Jer, uh, Jared, Jared Goff was healthy, and he managed 974 yards. Okay, so if I add on one more, I could he could easily match his 2019. Right, match 2019, but not 2022. That's still Excuse a wide me, 20, 2021. That's still a wide receiver one year. It's a wide receiver one year, but is it wide receiver like two like top two, three in the league? Well, I have him number three, but top two, I That'd just don't I just don't think that it's that. And I he needs he just needs to prove that. Backwards. He's he's shown a solid rapport with with uh, Matthew Stafford, and let's see if it continues. Let's see if it continues. If it continues, then I, I'm not saying I'm not saying that I'm go- I'm doubting that he can be the no- the number one receiver in all of football. He just proved that last year, but he only did it for one year. I just want to see him prove that it's not a one hit wonder. That's all. Um, but can we move on to our number to our number twos? Yeah, we can move on. My number two is Devontae Adams. Now, the reason he's not number one is because he's moving over into a different system, and I'm not sure how he'll adjust to it. I understand that he does have rapport with Derek Carr, but I still need to see it on the field in order to feel secure about it. Still, though, in his previous season, he had over 1,500 yards and double-digit touchdowns, so that's still a a great top three season in the league's. So I still think he can put up those numbers. I'm just not sure if they're going to be as great as they were with Aaron Rodgers. But still, Derek Carr is not a bad quarterback. I just he's not Aaron Rodgers. So left to be desired. And he has to share snaps with Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro. So we'll see how it turns out. Yeah, my number two is also also Devonte Adams. He's a proven commodity. Who's go, who's. Uh, and this this has nothing to do the the fact that he was a, his route running he has route running skills to be able to get out, open so consistently even when he's double teamed has nothing to do with Aaron Rodgers or Derek or Derek Carr at quarterback so he's going to be able to get open and Derek Carr just has to get him the ball and he just so those two just so happen to be teammates in college and apparently they were best friends so mm-hmm. to look at to look at it that way he's still going to put up numbers. And he's a court and he's a wide receiver who once he took over that wide receiver one role, he has never given it back yet. So, and he did have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, so his numbers are bound to dip a little bit. And there's more weapons on uh there's more weapons in there. And I believe I had Devontae Adams number one last year. He only drops to number two because he's changing teams and he's gonna have to figure out a new system. However, he's good enough so that he doesn't really need that good of quarterback play. Because he gets open, he gets open independent of Aaron Rodgers get being just that good at throwing the ball, which Aaron Rodgers is good at throwing the ball. But there's also Devonte Adams, who's incredibly great at getting open. So it took those two, the two of them, for Devonte to be the best wide receiver in the game. And I think that's going to continue next year. He's going to be. I have a number two. Yeah, I agree. So that just leaves our number one, and my number one, Cooper Cup. Yeah, Cooper Cup. 
You're damn right it is. You're damn right it's Cooper Cup. Tell me but, why I'm wrong. Tell me. Let's hear it. I don't, want, I don't want to get into this for too long because we just had a discussion about where we ranked Cooper Cup. But, again, Cooper Cup had a phenomenal season where he was Offensive Player of the Year and helped lead his team to the Super Bowl and gave his team and led the way and gave his team the Super Bowl win with that clutch touchdown on that bum Eli Apple, that burnt piece of toast Eli Apple. So congratulations to him for winning Super Bowl MVP. Much deserved, well-deserved. He had two touchdowns in that game. So throughout the whole season, he performed from the beginning of it till the end of it. So he put up 1,947 yards, and forgive me, I don't know how many touchdowns. Oh, 16. My bad. Yeah. 16. So he did put up he put up double digit touchdowns, almost broke the NFL record for receiving yards and helped lead his team to the Super Bowl. 145 receptions too. That means he's consistently That means he's you getting, trust him he's the ball. Open. Yeah, he's getting open and you're giving him the ball. I can't hold it against him because he's getting open. Oh yeah. You can say it's a little force feed, but again, Matthew Stafford always does that. So I don't really hold it against him. So yeah. I, I believe he'll continue with this production because of the quarterback that he has, because of the because of the coach that he has and the players that surround him and the play calling. I believe all those things contribute to him being number one. However, I'm not going to hold it against him and say that if he was in another system, another person would be number one. I think he'll have a phenomenal season this year, and I think he'll more than deserve to be number one. Yeah, and he, he very well could, and I'm I'm rooting for him to have that caliber year, and maybe maybe I'll draft him in fantasy this year, and then I'll beat you. How's that sound? You can draft him in fantasy all you want to. I'll probably try to go get Justin Jefferson. Mm. Funny, isn't that? Uh, so my my number one is Justin Jefferson. Now, th- now this kid was able to play. And he, so in, in year one, he had 88 receptions, 1400 yards, seven touchdowns. Those are all great numbers. And then he took it a step for it's a step further with 108 receptions, 1600 yards and 10 touchdowns. And his, his rapport with Kirk cousins is only getting better. And it's not like, it's not like you can double team him because if you double team him, then you have Adam Thielen over there who was able to get with, with, Justin Jefferson being double teamed was able to get what is it 24 touchdowns in the past two seasons with Justin Jefferson there. So if you if you so if you game plan for one guy, the other guy is gonna gonna bite you in the ass as well. So his production will not get eaten into, and you also have Dalvin Cook to throw to. So it so this kid continues to get better, and his team around him is also still really good. So he's going to be able to put up those numbers consistently. And he's only in his sophomore season, or he's entering his number three season. So we could call it the if we're looking at it in high school or college terms, junior season. But boy, is this the sky is the limit for this kid, and I think he's only going to get better. And I have him as my number one. He's a slam dunk guy who's going to get at least fourteen hundred yards for me, and he's that's why I have him number one, Mister Reliable. And I know he's going to put up statistics. Mm-hmm. And he's and he's proven to be able to do it his first two years in the league, so that's why I have Justin Jefferson number one. Does he finish number one? I don't know. We'll see. But this is going into the season. We're basically making predictions. 
We're basically saying who's set up the best for next season and who is who has proven to be able to put up numbers in the past as well. Justin Jefferson has. And okay. I have him number one. I, I will give you this. He put up those numbers under a defensive-minded head coach. Imagine what he could do with the offensive-minded head coach. I will give you that. But he ain't better than Devontae Adams nor Cooper Cup. I can't do that. Absolutely not. You're just going off potential at this point, which is fine. He's just not better than those guys right now. Yeah. he and I, So the only reason I had Devontae Adams number two is because he changed teams, and I'm, I'm questioning how he's going to be able to adjust and how quickly he'll adjust. He's still going to be a great receiver, but how great of a year is he going to have next year? Cooper Cup, like I said, he was awesome. And he showed a great rapport with Matthew Stafford, who has a history of great rapports with Calvin Johnson. So we'll see how he does it in, in year two. Let's see how he does it in year two. I just want to see him prove that it's not a one hit wonder. Justin Jefferson, <laughs> Justin Jefferson. I just, he's, he's going into the it's same year. Mm-hmm. It's sa- same situation, same old situation. And he's, and he's only getting better. So I just like Justin Jefferson better. He's a slam dunk number one for me. And let me let me also be clear. While I say that Justin Jefferson's my pick, you could also make a case that most of my top five could be number one. You can make a case. But I just think Justin Jefferson has the best chance. That's all. <laughs> all right. We'll see. Only time will tell. Well, so there you have it, guys. Those are our number ones. My number, my top five were uh, Justin Jefferson at one, Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, Tyree Kill. Those are my top five. We'll see how that ends up shaking up. Justin uh, uh, Tuck had Cooper Cup, and then I believe you had – I'm just trying – short-term memory here. You had a number two, Devontae Adams. Yep. You had a number three, Justin Jefferson. Number four yep. was Jamar Chase. I think that's yep. the only pick that you and I agreed on was number four, Jamar mm-hmm. Chase. And yep. Jamar Chase could jump up to that upper echelon if he can just work on those intermediate rounds. They're, him and Justin Jefferson are a lot alike, which is what I like about the, the two. LSU, mm-hmm. wide receiver you. And then uh, number five. Slow your roll there, Buckaroo. They're still Alabama. Alabama. And Ohio State. And Ohio State. So let yeah. me let- Kind of. Kind at, number, of. At, at number at number five, I had Tyree Kill, and you had you number had uh, Debo Debo Samuel. Two respectable lists, and we'll see how it works out. It's practically when you talk about going into next year, it's practically predictions. So we'll see how it goes. There's going to be some guy who could be a rookie, who could be a, a borderline wide receiver one guy, like the the Cooper Cup type player just has an elite year and we have him in our we have him in our rankings next year but this is what we have for now and it's gonna be it's gonna be great can't wait wait like think about it this what if marquise brown has a great year with the rapport he has already with kyler murray and we have him number five okay that's nice it doesn't change my mind i think he'll have a good season with him specifically because deandre hopkins will be out for Six weeks, so he'll be one of his main deep threats anyhow. So, yeah, I think he'll have a good season. I think he could easily have over a thousand yards. Yeah, I think he'll. I think he'll have a thousand yards and then some. What did he have? Did he have eleven hundred or did he just have a thousand last year? He had a thousand, I believe, nine or nineteen. 
Let me look at. Let me. I started to pick her off when Lamar got injured. So. Yeah, but he was still a favorite target from. I'm forgetting who the who the next guy. Yeah, 1,008. So 91 receptions, six touchdowns. Uh, this was a this is a receiver who I think is going to have an even better year this year. A more pass heavy. Adam, I can't hear you. Can you hear, hear me? You. Yeah, I hear you. Jeez, I wonder what happened. Um, how much did you hear? I heard pass heavy. Yeah, pass heavy op- offense in Arizona. Um, he's gonna uh, Marquise Brown's gonna like that a lot more, and he's going to put up. And especially since he already has a really strong rapport with Kyler Murray, those two those two are best buds. They were, they were, they were, uh, they were like, uh, they were great during during college. Those yeah. two, so. I, I'm very excited to see them, but that's just a side thing. Um, but coming up, we are going to talk about the fan box, which we are going to have. Uh, we're going to talk about the most underrated wide receivers going in next year. So we talked about the top five who we have. So let's look at what you guys had for the most underrated guys. This is going to be an interesting one, and you won't want to miss it. This is the Fumble Rooski podcast. Welcome back to the Fumble Rooski podcast. I'm Adam Wright, Justin Tucker with you, and we've reached our Fumble Rooski fan box. So we post a question filter on our Instagram every Monday, and you can respond with hot takes, questions, and more. And we will discuss it and give you a shout out on our podcast. Respond to next week's fan box question to be featured on our show. So the question of the week, who is the most underrated wide receiver in the NFL? So this has been a fun, this has been a fun, uh, series of fan boxes that we've been doing because we've been just going over our top five at every position. So on those same weeks, we want to find out who you think are the most underrated there. So give it a little underappreciation, underappreciation for all these receivers because there's a lot of good ones in the league. And we're going to start out with Grayson Mortimer, who said Keenan Allen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Slayer. So this guy, when he is healthy – Keyword healthy, he puts up the numbers uh, that are pretty much worthy of consideration to be top five. The problem is he needs to stay healthy. But when he is, oh boy, mm-hmm. that kid he's among the best and he's among the best in the game when he is healthy. But that is the key, isn't it, to stay healthy because he he's had issues with that. And sometimes even when he's on the field, he's not actually a hundred percent. So that's just a little issue with him. Um, so Ian Malern, he had two, he had two responses and one of them, actually both of them are pretty interesting responses. Number one, 
Uh, the first one he had was Gabriel Davis. Yes. This that guy, is- man. Did you see the game that he had in the divisional round? Yep. And a loss, but still. What a good and what a great game he had. He practically him and Josh Allen practically put the team on his back and he said, We're going, we're going to the AFC championship. Now they didn't go there, but four touchdown touchdown receptions. Four. Yep. And on top of that, 200 yards. And I think what did he get? Like 10, 12, 12 receptions around there. I was looking at his stats uh, in that game yesterday, but unbelievable game he had. Solid. And he and with uh, with the departure of Emmanuel Sanders, he could have a pretty good year. And they also lost Cole Beasley, which, who they did res- who they did replace with Jamison Crowder. But Gabriel Davis in year two, I'm liking that guy. I really do. Yeah. And uh, so his second pick was Darnell Mooney. The problem with him is his quarterback situation. Now I'm happy that they finally have Justin Fields. The reason he was underrated for so long is because of the quarterbacks he had. He had Mitchell Trubisky and uh, Nick Foles throwing him the ball, and sometimes they would overthrow him. If you look at some of the things he did in Chicago, and you're like, this guy could easily be a 1,000-yard receiver if he just got the ball. Yeah, his rookie year. It he looked really good. He was, and you could see he was getting open. The problem was he was always overthrown or underthrown, or he, the ball wasn't going his way, and it was just frustrating to watch. And especially since now that uh, now that um, Robinson is out the door, yeah. Now now he's going to get more targets, and him and Fields have shown a solid rapport. So Justin Fields just has to come through. Hopefully, he doesn't get killed by that offensive line. And that offense, ha- or excuse me, the defense has lost a little bit, which could be a good thing for that o- for that offense production-wise, if that makes any sense. Because think about it: the more that the, the more the opposing team is going to score, the more the offense has to keep up. So they're going to have to pass it a lot more, and that means more yards and receptions and touchdowns for Darnell Mooney. So that could be a good thing produ- from a production standpoint. Obviously, in real life. It sucks because that means you're losing games and you're playing catch up. Players are going to get overworked. Players are going to get hurt. But like from a production standpoint, like putting up numbers, that's going to be good for Mooney. Uh, Steven Parker had two picks as well. Number one was Tyler Boyd. So Tyler Boyd is arguably one of the best slot receivers in the game. Yeah. 800 yards while playing behind Jamar Chase and T Higgins. That's incredible. And we've seen what he's been able to do when he's the number when he's the number one receiver. He may not be the best in the game, but underrated is probably the it's that's a textbook defining term for him. It really is. Like that's him. Uh-huh. Talk about underrated. And he's your wide receiver three. Just talks just goes to show how how deep that offense is in Cincinnati. Uh, but DJ, uh, his other pick was DJ Chark. So DJ Chark, another guy who, um, now his best football could be ahead of him because he hasn't been healthy and he hasn't had the best quarterback play. Now he has better quarterback play with Jared Goff out there in, in Detroit, Mm -hmm. but health is still a concern. And also he might be behind, he's not going to be the number one target like he has in years past. 
There's still Amon Ross St. Brown, who has been is another underrated piece, by the way, but had an incredible year with uh, with Jared Goff. And also you have Jamison Williams, who is coming back from an ACL tear. But once he's back and he gets healthy, ooh, now that's a receiver who could ball. And you talked about earlier on the show Alabama being wide receiver U. You can make a case for it, and Jamison Williams is part of that. Yep. And I believe he was in Ohio State as well, right? Yep. Or where where else was he? Ohio was it Ohio State? State? Okay. Yep. So there you go. So two ga- two two uh, two colleges that you mentioned that are potentially wide receiver you um then zachary stilson and he loves the he, he loves this pick because he was describing it dj moore this guy is hecka underrated give him a good quarterback and boy that would be scary first off hecka he did say hecka so i guess points for points for the clean language jesus does love you jesus did love that i i, I hate that uh, <laughs> heck, heck of not heck up, whatever. DJ Moore, I wouldn't say underrated, I think he's rated just fine because he is the number one receiver in Carolina. I think he's put up phenomenal numbers for them, despite the terrible play coming from the quarterbacks. My god, Sam Darnold, uh, who was that? Who did they have in 2019? I keep on, I'm forgetting names, but uh, they was it Kyle Allen? Yes, Kyle Allen. Yeah. So he's had incompetent incompetent quarterback play after incompetent quarterback play, and he still manages to put up solid seasons as the wide receiver one. So I, I think that's he, what he's trying to say, though. I think he's that? a little bit underrated, but but I I like where he is just fine. I don't have him underrated. I think he's rated just fine. I think he's kind of underrated just for the fact that, I mean, you said it, the quarterback play has been bad. And that's kind of what he's trying to say here is if he had a legitimate quarterback that could get him the ball more consistently, then boy, that kid will be able to play. Didn't he have three straight seasons of eleven, at least 1,100 yards? And the year where he didn't, he had like 800 or something. Mm-hmm. So he's been, he's been consistently playing, playing well with, with poor quarterback play. And I'm not sure what Baker Mayfield will be able to bring. The jury's kind of still out on that kid, on Baker Mayfield. But shake and bake? Yeah. Our boy Baker Mayfield, who uh we've had how many guest segments on? Like everybody who we've had as a guest on our show has wanted to talk about Baker Mayfield in the Browns. But now he's with the Panthers now. So now I he's a Panther. We, now we might have to talk about him again as a Panther. We might. We might. We'll see how it, we'll see how all that goes. Um, but DJ Moore, I do really like. Uh Diego Huertas said Michael Pittman Jr. So it's important to look at look at this and say his rookie year, he had just over 500 yards. Mm-hmm. And then his sophomore season, 1,100 yards with Carson Wentz as, a, as his quarterback. Now his rookie year, he only he had Phillip Rivers, who was, who was on the last legs of his career. And it was, it was all in a, a run-first offense. And it was a run-first offense this past year as well with Carson Wentz. Yeah. And he was still able to and he was still able to put up numbers. Now he has Matt Ryan. Could be in for another career year. Maybe 1300 yards, 1200 yards, somewhere around there. But Matt Ryan's a good passer. Yeah, I think he'll have a, a good season, another good season. I think his rookie season, he was just coming off like a surgery and that's why he had the numbers he had the second year with Carson Wentz. He did pretty good. I, 
despite the circumstances. And this year, I think he'll continue to prove why he deserves to be the wide receiver one in Indianapolis. Absolutely. I, I do I do like Michael Pittman. I always have. And I think he is a he is a legitimate wide receiver one. He just needs better quarterback play. And the offense being run first, it still is going to be with uh with uh I, I shouldn't be blanking on this kid's name. Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Jonathan Taylor being the running back. And they have a they're they're really deep there as well. They they also have uh what is it, Jordan Wilkins? Yeah, and they team. they have and Naeem Hines. And they have another guy who they just acquired. So that that team is just ho- just loaded with running backs. But Michael Pittman will still be able to get his share. We've seen Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen be able to, to still eat uh, with the run first offense that they that Minnesota has had. But yeah, um, so Cash Withers, who is a new respond uh, re- responder, Cedric Wilson, and he put he put the star. He put put the cute little star emoji there. He's not um, a star. He's a dolphin. Yeah, but I think he's a. I think he's a. I think he's a cow. This kid's a Cowboys fan who is just happy to see Cedric Wilson succeed. Uh, succeed, if that makes any sense. Oh. I know he's. A, I know he's a. He's he's a dolphin, but and I, I could be wrong, Cash. So let me know if. Uh, let me know if if you're a, a Dolphins fan, Cowboys fan. But I saw the star, so I thought maybe you're a. I thought you were a. Uh, you were a Cowboys fan, but. Either way, he's a solid wide receiver three. Yep. At least he was last year. And he's going he's probably going to continue it. Let's let's be real. You have Tyree Kill and Jim, uh, uh Jalen Waddle uh yep. who are going to be leading that team. And Mike Jasicki as well is also if we're talking about just pass catchers, is also going to be ahead of him. And yep. he's a nice Swiss Army knife. You can use him anywhere. Special teams as the slot receiver. He's your wide receiver three. I like him. I do like him. Yeah, he's just um, for what the Dolphins want to do. Yeah. And um, so Nick Normand said, and I really like this response, Tyler Lockett, four straight productive seasons and 36 touchdowns in that span. And he is yeah. racking up. He said productive seasons as in he was putting up yardage, and he is. Mm-hmm. Three straight 1,000-yard seasons. The 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 one that he, did, he, he didn't, it was just, just under 1,000 yards. And 36 touchdowns in that span. That is accurate. And yeah. that will and say what you want about DK Metcalf. Tyler Lockett's production has been every bit as effective, if not more, than Metcalf. Metcalf had that one 1300 yard season and he had an 800 yard season. Actually, I think he had two 800 yard seasons and then a 1300. Tyler mm-hmm. Lockett's been more consistent. He has been more consistent. Yeah, and, he's been more consistent, and he's had he's been good, and he he does deserve more recognition than he gets. We always hear about DK Metcalf, we don't hear about Tyler Lockett as much. Uh, so CJ, and usually he's on the show to explain his pick because he is a co-host on the show and he likes to I'm, respond to our fan box as well. But he's out tonight. But he is out tonight, like Brian Mucker before him. Yeah, he's also out. <laughs> exactly. It's it's kind of funny how Brian Mucker hasn't been a co-host on our show for almost two years now, and we're still mentioning his name. He still lives rent free in our heads. Yeah, but I still like the joke. I can't love it. the love the man to death, Brian Mucker, the Jets fan. Always rambled on about his Jets, but let's let's stick to let's stay on topic. And he's he picked Brandon Cooks, so he really doesn't have to be on the show to explain this one. 
as this guy has racked up a thousand yards on every team he's been on, and he's bounced around mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah, Man, he's he's managed to. What's that? He's been passed around a lot. Yep. And uh, so. <laughs> You, you can't say that, man. You just can't. You just can't. You're gonna. You're gonna make me lose my focus. So, Brandon Cooks. He's how many? How many teams has he played for? About like four. He played for. He started with the Saints. He went five. to the Patriots. Then he went to the Rams, and then Texans. Yeah, four. So that's so that's four teams. And he's and the only years where he's had under a thousand yards. Was one year was he was smothered with concussions, and I thought his career was over at that point. Once you start getting concussed a lot, ooh, that's a tough spot to be in. Just ask Wes Welker, and I'm glad to see that he's okay and he's a he's a wide receivers coach. Tells me that his his brain is still functioning at a at a high level, especially since he's coaching Debo Samuel. Yeah, so it's going well for him, mm-hmm. and so good to see Wes Welker in good health. Um, but I thought his career was over at that point, and then he was able to bounce back with in with uh, the Texans so far. Uh, and his other year was his rookie year. So obviously, when you're a rookie, you're gonna you're gonna get a lot of years with wide receivers in their rookie year, where it's they're just okay, and then they then they make that jump in year two, and that's what Brandon Cooks did. Very consistent wide receiver, and I'm glad to see that he's still playing at a high level. And uh, so Derek Hool said Jamison Crowder. So the no- most notable thing about Jamison Crowder is that he's he played with the Redskins when they were named the Redskins. Don't cancel me. It's That's what they were called when he was on the team. And uh, then he went to the Jets. And, he's, and both teams at the time, and Jets still are, mediocre, and he was still able to put up solid numbers as a slot receiver. And now he's going on to a solid team, and he's replacing Cole Beasley, as the wide receipt as the uh, as the slot receiver. So I mm-hmm. think he'll respond he'll replace Cole Beasley fairly well. He's always put up he's been okay. Yeah, he's just asked to be a slot receiver. All I'm gonna say is this for this week, you will not hear any jet slander out of me. It's not happening. I won't do it. What do so you mean by I'll jet be- slander? Anybody talking down on the Jets, it won't come from me. They also have a dog at quarterback now. They got a dog at quarterback. Yes, sir. Boy's got more more wins off the field than he does on it. Yes, he does. Oh, my God. I can't believe what I saw. But, no, no. I think Jameson Crowder will be perfect for that team for what they're going to ask of him. Just be a slot receiver, be a possession receiver, and move the chains on third down, which is fine. That's what Cole Beasley was doing for them anyhow. I think he's better than Cole Beasley, if he can stay healthy, that is. Yep. Um, so Tyson Tate said, "When healthy, Adam Thielen." I like I've talked to I talked about him earlier on in the show, and he's the wide receiver where if you try to double team Je- uh, Justin Jefferson or even do it successfully, you're you're going to get burned by Adam Thielen because he has 24 touchdowns in the span that Je- Justin Jefferson has been in the league. So mm-hmm. he's the guy who, when he's healthy. He's been he's been very very good, very good receiver, solid wide receiver too. And before Justin Jefferson came into town, he was the he was borderline wide receiver one along with Stephon Diggs, who is clearly a fishy out of water. 
because he needed to get traded to a team that was more pass heavy. Clearly that was the case because now he's on the, in the upper echelon of wide receivers. I believe I had Diggs in my top five last year, but he kind of, he was, he was still good, but he didn't have the year that he had last uh, the season prior where he was just on fire. Mm -hmm. Um, Here's another one. And it pisses me off. Uh, Oh, here we go. (laughs) Robert Shelley. Yes. Said Nikhil Harry. (laughs) We have our feelings about Nikhil Harry. Yeah. Robert, you were a troll and you can go screw yourself. And if we weren't on, if we weren't on air on, I, I would be, there would be a lot more, there would be a lot different adjectives. I'll say that much. Oh my God. Nikhil Harry. This is obviously a troll move. This is a hate crime. No, it's a troll move. It's Robert. He he might actually like Nikhil and thinks he's not being used properly, which is what Nikhil felt like when he wanted to get traded. He might, yeah, he might think he, he might actually think that you don't know what's going on in Robert's head as we have, as we can tell in, in uh, the time that we've known this kid. For those of you who don't know Robert, he has been on our show countless amounts of time of times. And if you guys are pesky pole podcast listeners as well, uh, then you guys know Robert all too well. And this is an act of, of treason. This is, is, I, this is, I, I am, I am having a very bad day. This is one of the worst days I've had in a very long time. Pulling out my, my inner Stephen A. Smith. God, this freaking kid, this guy, are you talking about Robert or Nikhil? Both. <laughs> Both. B-O-A-F. Both. Screw you. You, All right, then how do you feel about Nikhil Harry? Why do you not think he's underrated? As 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 CJ likes to say, he's the biggest threat to world peace. <laughs> he is not that bad. You I need C we need CJ on the on the show to back me up, but he is that bad. That fella is not only never open, but even with not getting open and getting targets, he's still finding ways to help lo- help the team lose. Oh my you remember God. that one time they put him on they put him to return punts for no reason whatsoever. Who the hell knows why? The one time they put him in, he muffed a punt. Freaking muffed it and nearly lost the nearly lost the Patriots that one game against the Bills. God, you guys didn't. Oh my God! Screw I that guy! I can't believe you right now. I can't. First off, what what about that game against Atlanta? I don't wait. No, 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 not Atlanta. Uh, I want to say the Colts. The Colts? I think Didn't he lose that game. I think he had like a fourth down conversion or something. Like he had a big play or something. Good for I'm... him. They still <laughs> lost the game. You guys really don't like this guy. We don't like him. If you're, if, and if you're, if you understand the patri- the uh, the pain of Patriots fans having having to watch this kid who was drafted number thirty two overall, a first round pick who had Just so much hype, early and be not only not only a bust, but harm the team more than help, then. It's the, it, and just the fact that you, they can't even find a trade partner for this guy. I don't think that's the reason it hurts. I think the receivers that went after him, you know, the McLaurins, the Samuels, the A.J. Browns. Don't, stop it. Matt stop, Cash, it. Stop, it. Those stop it. Hurt you. Stop it. Debo Samuel, people. I think, in that same tra- same draft. Or was it the year after that? The same draft. Same draft. Exactly. Exactly. 
They could have had DK Metcalf. That's who I wanted them to draft. Once yep. he, and when he lasted number thirty-two, it was. And the only reason he fell that far is because of the three to, is what is it? The is it called? It's the three three cone drill. Yes. The draft. The NFL Combine's a joke. I'm sorry. It's a joke. It all it does is is it. So there's players who wind up who should be number one picks who wind up as who wind up falling in drafts. Yeah. And players who have no business being being drafted as high as they are, <clears throat> Trayvon Walker, being drafted so early. Okay. We don't know what Trayvon Walker will be. So I think it might be a little too early to call him not deserving of the number one overall pick. We'll see. I understand based on his college production, that has more to do with the way Georgia was schemed than probably him himself. Let's give him a break until we, we see his rookie year. Well, sure. I, I'm not saying that he's going to be a bad player. I just think, like, like he was going to be a late first-round pick. So he could be a productive player, but mm -hmm. that doesn't change the fact that he should not have gone number one overall. In he just opinion. shouldn't have. Aiden Hutchinson, was more, Aiden Hutchinson was more deserving of it than him. Kayvon Thibodeau is more deserving of it than him. Hey, listen. All I'm going to say is this. Nikhil Harry is your wide receiver, and you guys are going to keep him until you guys can't keep him anymore. I don't understand why you guys just don't cut him, but hey, I don't, I don't either. Bill believes, and Bill, we, and Bill we trust, buddy, and yeah, Bill we trust, baby. And if he turns into Super Bowl MVP, I don't know what I'll do. If he turns, if all of a sudden he just has a breakout year and has fifteen hundred yards, oh, if he winds up in our top five next year, then I will, I will purposely keep him out. I will purposefully keep him out. I'm kidding. I have to. I have to be. I have to be honest and unbiased. But and it's funny how I have to. I'm biased against a player who's on yes. the team. I'm afraid. I'm a fan of. I just. Don't, I don't know. It's. It's getting to the point where it's just funny being being against Nikhil Harry. And it's also funny that that CJ keeps on calling him the the greatest threat to world peace. Unbelievable. All right. Any other thoughts before we end the show here tonight? Uh. Yeah. Zach Wilson got that dog in him. Yes, sir. And uh, go Orioles. Not only does he have more, not only does he have more wins off the field than he has on the field, you can make a case that he has more touchdowns off the field than he does on the field. Jeez. Yo broke with that ex-girl because he was too busy banging his mom's best friend. That is that that is phenomenal stuff. Training camp vibes will be a thing for the Jets. Now look. He's still like the fact that he did that is a little is still pretty scummy. Like scummy. it's like we we all get we all think it's funny and it, we give him credit, but also like he like in real life he belongs to the streets. All of them do. His nah, girlfriend, his girlfriend. His, let's say his ex, his ex girlfriend, his Went mom's his mom's best friend, his best friend, who yes. is now dating his ex girlfriend. Like yes. all of them are all of them suck. And we don't know anything about his mom. Maybe something's going on there. Who the hell knows? Hey, leave, leave Mama Wilson out of this, please. Let's let's not go there. We don't have – let's play nice. I'm not holding anything against her. I'm just saying, like, everybody's been bad in this. So at this rate, everybody could suck. Everyone could belong to the streets. All right, listen. The only person that we know for sure was sucking was his, his mom's best friend and his ex-girlfriend. That's the only thing we know. But enough you about can say that, that again. Anything else, Adam? Do you want to talk about anything else? Well, uh, one last thing is that Rob Gronkowski 
on uh, on a I, I'm forgetting which podcast it was. Um, he said that he's not coming back even if Tom Brady calls him. So we'll see if he puts his money where his mouth is, because he's been, he's retired before, mm-hmm. and his best friend in Tom Brady is a player who also retired before and came out of it. So we'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe he'll be on the Bucks roster by opening day. Maybe he won't. Maybe he'll come back in a couple of years. Who the hell knows? But uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. But I think we'll end the show here on that. We'll end on a high note from talking about Zach Wilson, but that'll do it for us tonight. Thank you for listening to us. Be sure to tune into us live Tuesdays at seven, excuse me, Tuesdays and Thursdays at seven 30 on Twitter and Facebook through fans only sports network. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We also have all our episodes available on Spotify, Spreaker, Apple podcasts, iHeartRadio, Google podcasts, and so much more. Also be sure to follow our Instagram at fumble underscore podcast to keep up with our podcast and the latest coverage on the NFL Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Over and out.